The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. We return now. Uh, to that story, Sean mentioned it in the news headlines, Roisin Shortall and Catherine Murphy stepping down as the co-leaders of the Social Democrats speaking this afternoon. Both leaders said they were not put under any pressure to do so. Take a listen. We want to ensure that whoever succeeds us as party leader would have time to bed in and get established and, you know, get, get to travel the country and meet the various branches and all of that. That is the absolute main reason is because of, of, of the timing. Um, there's absolutely, I know people would like there to be other reasons, but there isn't. Yeah, that was uh, Roisin Chortle and Catherine Murphy, respectively, uh, speaking at that press conference. They've both stepped down as leaders of the party. Fergus Finley, the columnist with the Irish Examiner, is with me. I'm going to speak to Fergus in a moment. But first, Hugh O'Connell is on the line, deputy political editor with the Irish Independent. Hugh, what more can you tell us about this? Yeah, well, they announced their resignation today after nearly eight years as as the co-leaders of the Social Democrats. Of course, when they founded the Social Democrats in 2015, uh, Stephen Donnelly was also uh, one of the founding members and a co-leader of of the party. Uh, But he resigned in 2016 after the general election and and later joined Freedom Fall, as we know, and has now gone on to, I suppose you could say, greater things as Minister for Health. But um, Catherine uh, Catherine Murphy and Roshan Shorthall have, have since kind of uh, committed themselves to the Social Democrats project, a project I think that there was a lot of uh, people, a lot of people might have been very sceptical about, you know, was there really a, necessarily a need for another party of the left in Irish politics, but they uh, confounded expectations, I suppose, and, and the predictions of some political commentators in winning a number of local authority seats in 2019, uh, I think north of, of 15 anyway, um, and then in the 2020 general election, um, they won six seats, which I think was a uh, a massive surprise uh, and particularly surprising was, of course, the fact that they took a seat in Cork South West with Holly Kearns uh, very much upsetting the odds and taking out uh, the Fine Gael candidate in that constituency um, in, in a seat that or in a constituency that historically would have a very strong uh, Fine Gael base. Um, she, she won a seat down there and obviously they also got Gary Gannon elected in the in the north inner city and, and Keen O'Callaghan in Dublin North and Jennifer Whitmore uh, a former protege of Stephen Donnelly's elected in, in Mr. Donnelly's backyard in, in Wicklow. So, you know, a, a success story, but I think there was a feeling within the Social Democrats perhaps that to move on and to move forward, and I think this is a view that Catherine and Roisin probably would have held as well, uh, they they needed to have that kind of generational change. I mean, Catherine Murphy has been someone who's been a TD for uh, over a decade now, but before that was involved in the Labour Party and the Workers' Party, has been around politics an awful long time in, in North Kildare. And Roisin Shorthall has been a TD since 1992. Uh, that's 31 years, in which time she was uh, mostly in the Labour Party. She was a Labour Party Minister of State and the Department of Health, uh, briefly between 2011 and, and 2012. So, uh, you know, I think that both of them felt that in order to kind of get ready for the next local and European elections next year and the next general election, which could also take place next year, it's better to kind of uh, have that generational change and hand over to uh, uh, a new leader. So uh, they, when they say they weren't pushed, we'll take that at face value, will we? Yeah, they they were pretty clear about that. And, uh, you know, I, I think that's true. Uh, I asked them specifically at the press conference today whether at any point in the last few months had they been, uh, had anyone in the parliamentary party asked them to consider their positions and they were categoric saying no and, their four parliamentary party colleagues at the back of the room were also categoric in saying no. So we have to take them at their word on that, I suppose. Um, 
But I mean, you know, from talking to people within the party over the last few years, I, I do think, you know, there was a sort of a low level, a low to mid level, I suppose, anxiety about continuing on with both of mm. them as co-leaders of the party and whether or not that's the message they wanted to project in the next general election that, you know, we have this co-leadership yeah. structure, we have these two TDs who've been around an awful long time, or do we want to project as a, as a more forward-thinking political party with a younger, more dynamic leader, perhaps? Um, and, you know, you have to be careful not to stray into the territory of ageism here, but certainly I think someone like Holly Kearns or someone like Gary Gannon or Keno Callan or Jennifer Whitmore might be, uh, I suppose, more, uh, have more appeal, I suppose, to, to younger voters and attracting more voters. And I think that's partly the reason why, okay. why they reached this position. And I suppose the other thing as well, and Fergus Finley will probably speak to this, is, that, you know, uh, there's been a lot of talk over the last few years about, oh, why don't the Labour Party and the Social Democrats just form, form the one party because they both kind of have similar policies? Um, I think one of the big barriers potentially to that, or certainly to, to the two parties working more closely together, is the fact that Roshan Shorthall had a very uh, strained relationship with the Labour Party left under a cloud in, in, in 2012, I think it was. And similarly, Catherine Murphy also left the, the Labour Party uh, long before that under a cloud. So that was always seen as a barrier to closer cooperation with the Labour Party was the fact that the two co-leaders were, were people, were former members of the Labour Party who have very... Um, very negative views, I suppose, towards their former their former stomping ground. All right. Well, you mentioned uh, Hugh Fergus Finley, the columnist with the Irish Examiner, who is with me in studio. So, Fergus, is a union with the Labour Party on the cards? Well, I, I, I'd actually like to think so. I'd like to think that uh, at least it will open up a line of dialogue. Um, I, I would, would you mind if I first of all said um, that both Catherine Murphy and Roisin Shortall have been outstanding public servants? Um, Roisin was elected in the spring tide of 1992, so she's been there a long time and done a huge amount of work. And she'll be remembered for a long time, I think, for her work in steering and guiding the Slant Care report. Um, you know, it's a, it, it's a big, big piece of work. Um, and, and I think she deserves great credit for that. I don't think it's fair to say that either of them left the Labour Party or politics under a cloud. Um, which I don't think Hugh meant it that way. Roisin resigned uh, from the 2011 government on a point of principle. And I think felt inadequately supported by the Labour Party at the time. Um, and it wasn't hard for her to sever her links with the party uh, on that basis. And But I do think it's true to say that uh, their personal attitude and maybe history, for all I know, uh, with the Labour Party has been um, a stumbling block in the way of dialogue. But, but Kieran, here's the truth of it. Social democracy in Europe and in the world is being squeezed now, and it has mm. been squeezed for a number of years. It's a viable, important, central political philosophy, uh, and it's been squeezed by extremism. Um, you know, uh, in, in in the U in the UK, um, Boris Johnson tramped all over the British Labour Party based on lies, as it we all know now, uh, and so on. But all over Europe, uh, it's been swallowed up in a way by, by extremism and it hasn't been able to, to fight back against that. It's also been really damaged by the emergence of different kinds of politics, gender politics, identity politics, green politics, single issue stuff, if you like. Yeah, and I don't mean that disparagingly, but where the, where the voice of social democracy has been kind of muted. Mm. Um, there isn't, a, there, I mean, I'm, I've been a social democrat all my life. There isn't a future for social democracy, social democracy I, I believe in, 
unless social democrats put aside their differences and get together um and how let's imagine a a <coughs> a combination uh, whether it's uh, whether they rejoin the labor party or it becomes a new party the social democratic and labor we have an sdlp on this island anyway but uh, whatever it happens to be called how does it capture the public's imagination and how does it win back i suppose voters who would be of a social democratic bent but are voting Sinn Féin? Uh, that's, a big, that's the biggest challenge they, they face. Um, le- left-wing politics in Ireland, uh, for, for want of a better word, uh, is divided into two sort of camps. The sort of the centre-left and the hard-left. The, the, Sinn Féin has captured the ground that Labour in particular used to occupy in, in working class areas. Uh, and there's a school of thought that says Sinn Féin has to be found out in government before that ground can be recaptured. But the, we, uh, those who know them know they're a hardworking, uh, dedicated bunch of people who never let up in, uh, in, in the work they do. And so they have to be fought back against at that level. They have to be fought on the ground, politically fought, I mean, mm. on the ground. Um, uh, and, and you can only do that uh, by gathering your own strength. That's why getting together is so important. I mean, I can't see Holly Kearns or Gary Gannon having difficulty with the leadership of somebody like Ivana Bacic. I just can't see why that would be. Now, there may be ego reasons for all I know uh, why they would object to that, but I just can't see you, you have a, a vibrant woman leader of the Labour Party in Ireland now um, who, given a chance, can make a hell of a difference. Uh, and I don't expect Sinn Féin to give her the chance. I don't expect Fianna Fáil or Fianna Gael to give her the chance. But I do expect people who share the basic phil- political philosophy that she espouses mm. to at least listen to her. Uh, the, the, the way you framed it would suggest that there have been attempts to bridge the divide between the Social Democrats and Labour before. I, well, I, w- I wouldn't have been involved in them, so I don't know. I, I would certainly always have Well, you wouldn't be involved them. in them, but I suspect you do know. I, no, I don't, actually. I don't. I, I, I tell you what I do know. I do know that Roisin Shortall, in particular, has very, very sharp feelings about the Labour Party. Sharp personal feelings about the Labour Party, which are not That she based, felt personally let down. They're not based on ideology. They're yeah. not based on philosophy. They are based on personal relationships and, and, and so on. Um, and, uh, and and that has been a big influence. I, I, I wouldn't doubt that. I wouldn't say there'd be much point in any leader of the Labour Party giving Roisin Shortall a ring and inviting them to lunch. I wouldn't. Um, but maybe Holly Kearns, Gary Gannon, Keno Callan, well, Jennifer Whitmore. They all, they all deserve the respect of a conversation. They all deserve... They deserve... They, they have a tough battle on their hands now. You know, like it, it's not easy... Uh, to hold a socially democrat, social democratic seat in West Cork, it ain't easy at all to do that, uh, or in any working class area, because this, the siren voices of harder left parties and the enmity they show. I mean, there is nothing Paul Murphy hates more in the world than the Irish Labour Party, um, uh, and so so that enmity from the hard left to the left uh, is something that holds both of them back. Um, and I, that's why I think, you know, reasonable, decent people on, on the left need to be talking to each other. And would you envision and I'm not it as, that as Paul Murphy, by the way, isn't reasonable or decent in his own way. But when it comes to the Labour Party, he regards us as the enemy, the enemy, full stop. And would you imagine the Social Democrats 
TDs joining the Labour Party or merging with the Labour Party? I mean, the Labour Party, uh, they are, it, it, there's kind of brand value in Labour, isn't there? There's hist- well, it's, it's much deeper than brand value, Kieran. There's history, um, there's tradition, uh, there's courage and there's fighting. I mean, the Labour Party's been around since 1912. It was around during the lockout. It was, it was around, you know, uh, in the clearing of the tenements in Dublin. It, it, the Labour Party spearheaded the first big house building programme in Dublin Corporation. Mm. Men like uh, young Jim Larkin were at the centre of... Uh, but know, it was also in government during the austerity years. And, and maybe, it, a yes, re- exactly. maybe a rebrand well, would have to know. distance I don't, itself. I don't know. I, I, you're, you're right, though, that uh, we, we certainly got blamed. And my old boss, Dick Spring, used to always say that the Labour Party got 10% of the vote and 90% of the blame when anything <laughs> went wrong. And there is no doubt in the 2011 government, of which Roisin Shortall was a part, by the way, for a while, um, uh, we, you know, we fell out of favour. And we haven't, unlike other parties, we haven't been forgiven for that. Um, that's why I think, you know, a, a new beginning... I wouldn't, I'd hate to lose the name, I'd hate to lose, but more than that, I'd hate to lose the philosophy, I'd hate to lose the tradition, Uh, and and I think that's a risk. All right. Uh, Before I leave the studio, by the way, the best TV team of all time was the the Peter Gunn team, which you might have to go back a little bit to find. I'm confused. The minute you hear the music, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. All right, we'll have to dig it it out of the musical archives. Fergus Finlay, columnist of the Irish Examiner, Hugh O'Connell, deputy political editor with the Irish Independent. Thanks a million. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from 4 on News Talk.